Wait, what are we doing? you if somebody walks in here they're just gonna say she's lost her fucking mind <laughs> is your teabagging game not up to par is your partner complaining that your scrotum's too hairy what about your perineum got some hair there what about that ass your crack and in betwixt them cheeks we can take care of that come with me to the painful <coughs> i mean the wonderful world of manzillions so if you are new i like to keep the bonus episodes light fun and sometimes they can be a bit gross i'm looking at you condom snorters if you have no clue what I'm talking about, check out our previous bonus episode and you'll know exactly what I mean. <laughs> Just don't judge me on the last bonus episode, though, because, you know, but there are they are educational as well. I'm not going to lie. We're about to enter the wonderful world of Manzillions. Here we go. First and foremost, I would like to thank BeautyImageUSA.com. I will be reading your blog about what is Manzillion Wax. Gone are the days where waxing was strictly a woman's practice. Regardless of their social status, men around the world have started to see the many advantages of a regular waxing session. Among them is the amount of discomfort a man can avoid when an esthetician is equipped with the appropriate waxing products for men. Despite all this, there are certain areas that are still considered off-limits. Manzillion wax is a procedure that offers many advantages while still making many men weary and cautious. We are here to describe the benefits of this technique and hopefully help dispel many misconceptions. Manzillion wax is a common name given to Brazilian wax for men. The name itself has also spurred variations like Boyzillion, Guyzillion, and Brozillion, with varying degrees of success. As you can probably guess, it's inspired by the traditional Brazilian wax, which is more discussed among, sorry, among women, all right, and is widely known for leaving the genital area fully bare. Oh my. Now I have a quick question. Is it because you want to go fully bare? Or is it because of the pornification of our society based on the male gaze? Which one is it? Hmm. Hmm. On with the article. In simple terms, the manzillion wax involves removing hair from the man's nether regions. The treatment itself changes from one client to the next, depending on each person's preference. It removes the hairs around the edges as well as the genital hair, leaving the groin area fully bare. You mean pretty much prepubescent, that's what it is. If the client wishes, the wax treatment can cover the scrotum, perineum, and the entire anal region. Oh my. I don't know about you, but my clit just twitched a bit. <laughs> 
I think it's because I'm picturing myself. I get lasered. So I'm just picturing myself when they go to my nether regions and they start zapping away. And I just I just get this twitch and I'm like, oh, God. And then when they go to my ass area and I'm like, oh, my God, this is not this is not fucking fun. I'm not enjoying it. My butt just puckered up thinking about it. In all honesty, I think it's just the pain. And it's just like my 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 nether regions are like, oh, God. <laughs> and all of you out there are thinking, please, Carissa, stop talking about your nether regions. I get it. I get it. On with the article. So if you ever wondered what the difference was between male bikini versus male Brazilian, we're going to get into it right now. Despite the similarities between the two methods, certain key elements separate the manzillion from a male bikini wax. Bikini wax refers to the removal of the hair surrounding the underwear line. For both men and women, the goal is to clean up this particular area so the inner thighs and the upper area that leads to the groin are waxed. If necessary, the hair at the edges of the groin area is trimmed for full effect. For full effect of what? <laughs> it's recommended for clients to experience bikini waxing before moving on to Brazilian wax, which is more evasive and painful in comparison. Manzillion wax requires treating the man's most intimate area. I'm sure they were looking for different ways to say nether region. Anyway, <laughs> waxing all his private parts. This is understandably daunting option for new clients, but it provides an aesthetically pleasing look that will also prove to be more practical in the long run. I mean, aesthetically pleasing based on whose opinion everybody is different right and whatever you decide to do with your body it's your body at the end of the day so whether you have hair or you have no f hair it's aesthetically pleasing who cares <sighs> anyway <laughs> and most of you are thinking well carissa you get lasered yeah that's that's true but even if somebody had hair trust me i wouldn't fucking complain nor have i on with the article leave waxing to professionals is a basic recommendation that's 10 times more relevant when it comes to both male bikini wax and manzillion wax. There are specialized techniques and professional experience involved in the process to reduce risks and discomfort. By trying to wax such an intimate area, a beginner can cause serious damage and make way for several infections. How painful is the manzillion wax? It's probably less painful than giving birth. On we go. This is a very reasonable question since we are dealing with arguably the most sensitive area on a man's body. For those trying manzillion for the first time, pain is unavoidable. The amount of discomfort during the procedure will depend on the client's threshold of pain and the products used to treat the skin. A suitable wax product is also necessary to reduce the risk of irritation and ingrown hairs, which can be a real bother due to the constant friction that takes place around this particular area. Mm. What should clients expect from Manzillion Wax? When it comes to Manzillion Wax, the right technique and safe products are essential to instill a sense of security in clients. They also result in a quicker and simpler process. A manzillion wax session usually lasts around 40 minutes and the groin area remains hair-free for two weeks after the procedure. Goddamn only! When performed regularly, the hair grows finer and more time can pass before having to schedule a new waxing session. Your ass is already puckering up from the pain and you're thinking, what, two weeks only? What? <laughs> 
So what exactly is the Manzillion wax about? The procedure itself is not unlike a regular waxing session for men, but there are some details that we need to talk about before. Like with any wax session, there are precautions that clients and estheticians must keep in mind before the procedure. Clients must exfoliate the skin in advance and continue the habit for future waxing sessions. The hair must have grown at least one quarter of an inch, while some cases might need prior trimming to reduce pain during the wax treatment. There must be no traces of irritation or infection on the skin, so both clients and estheticians must be on the lookout for signs of skin conditions. A sanitized environment is imperative during any waxing session, and the Manzillion is certainly no exception. On top of ensuring optimal hygiene standards within the working area, the esthetician must be wearing single-use gloves throughout the treatment and use only sterilized accessories to treat the client's skin. During The wax is applied in small patches and pulled in the opposite direction of hair growth. The estimated duration of a session changes when the hair is particularly thick and or abundant. Welcome to Cyprus, where we have particularly thick and very abundant hair. Since Manzillion wax deals with a highly sensitive area, hard waxes are the most appropriate choice to reduce discomfort and ensure a healthy skin afterwards. After. Aftercare is essential right after waxing. Not only after waxing, but after sex as well. <laughs> People are like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Welcome to Beauty Unlock the Podcast, where we jump from one topic to the next. Here we were talking about waxing, and now we're talking about aftercare and sex. <laughs> ah, I told you it's all fuckery and shenanigans, friends. The esthetician uses a cool towel to remove wax residues and refresh the skin, followed by a post-depilatory lotion to hydrate the skin. For a minimum of 24 hours after the session, clients must avoid physical activities and stay away from the sun, high temperatures, and swimming pools. That includes sex, friends. If you are curious about the process when it comes to other areas, they say to check their blog, Five Steps for Male Full Body Waxing. I will um, be posting the, the blog post to the show notes so you can read <laughs> if you want. So male wax is a great alternative for men when they start to feel the drawbacks of body hair. All right. While shaving is a quick solution that's common among many men, it also results in thicker hair that grows in no time. Hmm. Waxing takes away all the discomfort that persists after a shaving session and even works as a great performance booster for those with athletic inclinations. Removing the excess of hair in different body areas also brings other sanitary advantages that your body and the people around you will surely appreciate. Uh, can I just say that if you have good hygiene, this shouldn't be a problem whether you have hair or not. Just saying. Of course, they're just trying to sell <laughs> the manzillion. But in all honesty, if you have good hygiene, then you shouldn't be worried about it. Ah, male intimate wax provides all these benefits on an area that's sweat-sensitive by nature without any of the setbacks caused by a razor. Manzillion wax is not unlike any other male waxing procedure in terms of safety and benefits. While it might take time for some gentlemen to feel at ease with the procedure, the esthetician's expertise in the best line of waxing and post-depilatory products will be a great source of comfort. So to all my listeners out there, what's your method? 
Do you keep your hair, trim it, wax it, laser it? Let me know. Personally, as I mentioned before, I laser, full body uh, laser, and here in Cyprus, because we're all hairy, <laughs> laser is relatively cheap compared to other countries because like I, like I said, we got hair everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Um, but personally speaking, also, I don't care what my significant other would do. Um, I only ask that you trim a little bit your nether regions because in all honesty... Nobody likes getting pubic hair stuck in their teeth or in their mouths. We've all been there, folks. Don't deny it, okay? <laughs> I know for a fact it hasn't only happened to me. Come on now. <laughs> With all that being said, and before we divulge a little bit too much information, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. So, we're smoothing out our balls with scrotox. Talks. We're getting Botox in our bum holes to make them prettier, tighter, and more lickable. And now we're getting facials. Not just any facial, but a butt facial. I feel like the spas offering this service have a marketing ploy that goes like this. Welcome to the wonderful world of butt facials. We promise you'll leave the premises with a smooth and tastier butt that will make millions fall to their knees and worship your ass. We guarantee that the mighty gods themselves will be jealous and marvel at your magnificent derriere. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty Unlock the Podcast. And so I scoured the internet for you and I fell on an article of a first-hand account of someone who went to get a butt facial. Are you ready? Butt facials are seriously a thing and what a time to be alive. Written by Lola Lolita. Just when you were feeling bad enough about the fact that you can neither afford nor find the time to get a facial for your face, along comes the butt facial to double your guilt. Because you didn't know you were supposed to be getting your ass waxed and scrubbed. <laughs> Jesus Christ, sorry. <laughs> I tried, I tried my best. I tried to be serious. Clearly, it didn't work. Let's, let's say that last line again, shall we? Because you didn't know you were supposed to be getting your ass waxed and scrubbed too, did you? Well, now you do. And you're welcome for adding that to your list of shit ain't nobody got time for. Lola Lolita, let me just tell you something. I love the way you write. Smooth Synergy Cosmetical Spa New York... New York is just one of probably many spas offering this posterior primpage to its patrons. According to their website, the Fanny Facial, so cleverly named, the Fanny Facial, my goodness, is a very rich and pampering service that delivers anti-inflammatory results and leaves the skin smoother and more toned. How? Well, you're in for a treat. We begin with an exfoliation of your backside. Then our estheticians continue by using microcurrent therapy to lift and tone the derriere. The final result is a smoother, more toned bottom. Your backside never felt better. Exfoliation? Okay, seems normal. But what's this microcurrent therapy they speak of? It's a blast of electricity delivered to your booty. That's right, it's butt zapping, and it's weird. I should know. I've actually had a butt facial without even realizing what I was getting into. And I never wanted to exit a situation faster in my whole life. 
And that's including the time I accidentally wound up a bit too tipsy after a family gathering and got caught throwing up in the parking lot of my local CVS by a former student. Long story. My run-in with the butt facial occurred on a cruise. I was lured in by the promise of a relaxing procedure that would minimize cellulite and firm the skin. And it started out fine enough with a 15-minute massage and scrub down. And then came the electrocution. I mean, microcurrent therapy. My ass was hooked up to what I can only describe as the mother of all tens units. Sticky electrodes and wires and all. And then came the zapping. At first, the current was simply tingly. I thought, despite my horror at finding myself unwittingly hooked up to a torture device in international waters, that if this was going to be the worst of it, I could keep my mouth shut for the remaining 45 minutes of my session. But then, the tingling became stronger. And stronger. And stronger. As the machine pulsed electrical current through my formerly unscathed muscles in increasing intensity, I seriously felt like my entire acular region had seized up in one massive charley horse. And I was certain this was how I was going to die. I didn't. Die, that is. But I did wobble out of there feeling as though I just experienced hard labor in my backside. And I didn't even have a baby to show for it. Was my ass firmer and cellulite-free when all was said and done? I don't know. This was back before my hindquarters had settled down, somewhere by my knees, when I thought a tiny dimple qualified as cellulite. So, maybe? I was too busy worrying I might permanently glow in the dark to notice and simply glad I had survived what felt like my first alien encounter without being taken aboard the mothership for eternal experimentation. Suffice to say, I've crossed get a butt facial off my to-do list indefinitely, but there are some who rave about the procedure. According to author Will Poulos of Time Out, after about 10 minutes of staring at the wall trying to decide what exact decision in my life I made that led me to this moment, I find it almost relaxing. There was a notable difference. It may not have lasted long, but I definitely left the spa with an extra perky pep in my step. Well, good for you, Will, and for the presumably many others who enjoy this procedure. After all, it wouldn't exist if there weren't a demand, right? I'm not sure this is a must-add item to the bucket list, but if you've ever wondered what it's like to be butt-shocked for 45 minutes straight, might as well give it a go. You could even come out of the other side with a tone and tightened tush to boot. What a time to be alive, no? Ah, sex. My old friend. We all have campfire stories to tell about our sexcapades. I have a few that would make you blush. From queefing to nearly suffocating as one put it on cooch, to cats biting testicles. This bonus episode is all about those embarrassing sex stories that will either make you laugh or leave you completely mortified. But before I go any further, I'm going to say listener's discretion is advised. Now a friendly reminder that many people think that sex is clean. That nothing happens. Well, not that nothing happens. Obviously, something is happening. <laughs> so much is happening. But sex is not meant to be clean. And there are noise. There are smells. There are people falling off the bed. And what we see in porn is not sex. And remember that everything and anything sexual must be consensual. I repeat, it must be consensual. 
So I'm going to ease into these embarrassing sex stories, and we're going to start off with Cosmopolitan.com. And they say, embarrassing sex stories that'll make you feel way better. We're all awkward weirdos at the end of the day. And it was written last year, actually, um, March the 31st, 2020. My ex was going down on me. After I came, he came up to my level and said, I don't want you to be embarrassed, and it didn't bother me, but I think you should know this before we go any further. You have a tampon in. <laughs> I got so carried away, I forgot I was still on my period. Fucking trooper, I'll never forget. In the heat of the moment, I was going to say, fuck my pussy, and said, fuck my little cock, <laughs> instead. We both died laughing. Oh, thank you for making me laugh. Because... Here we go. This is a bit, all right. So this guy I was seeing was all about squirting, but I can't even come from sex, let, al let alone squirt. But he made it a point of pride to be the first to make me come by fucking. So eventually one night I faked it. Came off his dick and just pissed on him. He was so happy with himself, too. I queefed so hard I started dying laughing and laughed so hard I peed a little. Needless to say, we both died after that. <laughs> Feeling better? Well, here we go. We got some more. Doing doggy, I came and made a huge fart at the same time, right in his face. He kept going, though, so I could finish coming. What a champ. If I could read this in a newsreader's voice, I would, but I cannot keep a straight face because these are just so good. So another one. Was giving oral sex and he put it a little too far. Instead of gagging, I let out a fart. He made it worse by slapping my ass after to try to make it less awkward for me. I'm going to have to stop right there and just remind everyone that peeing, farting, queefing, I mean, all of that is completely normal. And remember that Beauty Unlocked is all about sex positivity. And there is nothing that we can do. Sometimes our bodies, we cannot control them, whatever. I mean, especially in these circumstances. But one thing to remember is consent. Had a wet dream on an airplane. I was sitting in the middle seat. Oh, wow. My urologist made me come hard. Fucking embarrassing. This is what they say, said. Had my girlfriend's little brother walk in while I was coming in his sister's mouth. He waved at me because he didn't realize what was happening at first. All I could think to do was wave back while coming. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know if this would be classified as embarrassing, more like horrific, especially for the arachnophobe in me, but here we go. In high school, my parents had an extremely nice shower that was perfect for fucking. Oh, because that's what you think of. I think of nice showers, but all right. <laughs> Not the golden kind, though. So one day, my parents are out of town, and my girl and I decided to take a shower. We're fucking for a while, and she starts to whimper. Not sexy whimpering. I look at her face, and she's crying. So I pull out and lean back and ask what's wrong. Slowly, without saying anything, she points at my dick. I look down. There is the biggest spider I've ever seen in my life just chilling on my dick. I flip the fuck out and slap it off, as one would. I mean, hello. Apparently, the spider had been in the towels and had fallen out right into our laps and bitten my girlfriend on the fucking vagina. Now, I have a question. Would that be that the spider 
spit her on her vagina or on her vulva? Please clarify, because if it bit her on the vagina, that is horrific in itself. But in all honesty, I think you mean vulva. I just need to clarify this. Who is the who is the author of this story? Please. Like I need to know and get into contact because are you talking about a vagina or a vulva? And I think you need to go and listen to one of our previous episodes where it is a vulva and not a vagina. On with the article. I was riding my boyfriend on top, leaning over, boobs in his face. I told him how amazing he felt inside me and he was telling me that he was about to come. Suddenly, he shrieked and threw me off to the side while he sat straight up in bed and grabbed his balls, cursing in pain. Apparently, my cat climbed onto the bed, saw his testicles bouncing rhythmically up and down, and decided that they were the best cat toy ever. Kitty literally dove under my ass and bit him right in the nuts. In case you were wondering, it's really hard to put a band-aid on your boyfriend's scrotum. After habanero-filled nachos one evening last year, a poor choice was made in the sexual department involving an interaction between my genitalia and a mouth which just got done devouring what can only be described as a capsaicin apocalypse. I realized after about two seconds that things were certainly very amiss and had a very real I immediately regret this decision moment. I ended up standing around howling for a minute before leaping into the shower and pouring milk all over my vagina to stop the horrible, horrible pain. No one should ever have to pour milk on their vagina. No one. I'd had a thing for this guy for a while and he had for me, so the tension was insane. Things finally worked out and we were fucking on my little twin bed. He was really going at it and pushed me back over the edge of the bed, so my whole torso is upside down off the back end of the bed when whoosh! The whole bed tipped, we both went flying, I landed on my back slash neck with my ass in the air, and the impact shocked out of me the biggest queef of my entire life. The end. Ex-girlfriend had two nightstands on either side of her bed. We kept a small bottle of lube on one all the time. One week, when I came over, I was doing my thing, impaling her with all my strength. What the f- impaling her? Dude, chill. I decided to lube up, so I do my normal routine and grab the lube off the nightstand. Oh, shit, fuck, shit, I yelled at the top of my lungs. I turned the lights on and noticed she had a small bottle of hand sanitizer next to the lube. A healthy dose of hand sanitizer on your manhood stings very much. We had a good laugh and decided to take a break and try again later on. Later on that night, I managed to grab the hand sanny again. (laughs) I had donated blood earlier that day, and while in the middle of it, I just straight up blacked out. Thankfully, she managed to roll me off. (laughs) What the fuck? I dated a girl all through high school. Our junior year together, on her birthday, she said she wanted to try oral, as in receiving. Being the horny teen I was, I was totally into it. That night, it started out as her on her back, but she enjoyed it so much it progressively led to face-sitting. Who doesn't enjoy a little face-sitting, in all honesty? After about five minutes of her on top of my face, I noticed her vagina started tasting weird and really, really wet. I asked her if everything was okay, and as she looked down, she screamed. At first, I thought she had her period on my face, then realized she rode my face so aggressively that my nose was gushing blood. Ten out of ten would suffocate in cooch again. I would too, but damn. (laughs) 
I had been dating this girl who loved derogatory dirty talk. She always wanted me to call her a slut, etc. during the action. We dated for years. It basically became part of my routine. First partner afterwards. Yeah, you're daddy's little slut. What the fuck did you just say? Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> First time sleeping with a girl I had pursued for ages. Farted at point of climax. I had no ability to stop. Each pump of jizz released a fart of different notes. They stunk too. This guy wanted to come over late one night and I said he could. He only could if he brought pizza. He follows through and brings pizza with hot pepper flakes on it, which are my favorite. Anyway, after eating a slice each, we were making out on the couch and decided to move towards the bedroom. His hands are all over me when all of a sudden my vagina is on fire. My first thought was that I spontaneously contracted an STD. After running to the bathroom and running cold water all over my lady bits, I realized he never washed his hands after eating the pizza with hot pepper flakes. I yelled at him about it, but he had a good laugh. Uh, we had a good laugh after. Okay, can I just please, can, can people just please make sure to cut your nails? Um, make sure to wash your hands properly after everything you do. After each action, eating or anything like that, can you please just practice basic hygiene and wash your hands, please? <laughs> Jeez. High school girlfriend finally decided it was time we get naked. First time ever going down on a girl and I'm chewing gum. People still had pubes back then. Guess what happened? Oh my goodness. Um, I would say if you want, pop a mint. Definitely. Um, because there is a cooling sensation that is very gratifying. Whether you're giving or receiving. Just a little tip <laughs> from your auntie, Carissa. <laughs> All right, this is the last one, I think. <laughs> Was in my teens, first real girlfriend. We were alone in her house and started fooling around. I stopped and went down on her mid-dance. She squirted all over the place. I, being a young guy, had already seen it in porn plenty, so I didn't think anything of it. I felt a little pride. She, on the other hand, freaked out and got up and pushed me out of the room, then slammed the door and locked it. I'm standing outside of her bedroom, butt-ass naked, and her parents walked in the door. The front door is about two feet from the hall. Her room was down, so they both got an eyeful. They knew we were having sex, but had the out-of-sight, out-of-mind mindset. Well, I wasn't out of sight anymore. Okay, I promise this is the last one, because this... This is interesting. <clears throat> Q, my first boyfriend, fingering me and then saying, Wow, you sound like mac and cheese. I have questions. I, I have questions. Because you see, when I eat mac and cheese, I eat mac and cheese, not thinking anything other than eating my mac and cheese. So, I'm... I... I'm off, I'm left to wonder with that story, like, what? The sun's out, and it's getting warmer. You're excited to go to the beach. You're already picturing yourself there. You're holding a cool, refreshing drink 
while listening to the waves. You're excited to get your tan on. Then you think, my bumhole needs an extra dose of vitamin D. You read it somewhere that it's beneficial for your bumhole to get some sun. You promptly turn around, slip your bathing suit bottom down, and expose your hole to the glorious rays of the sun. Um, so, like, I'm all about everyone having a good time at the beach, but please don't pull your bottoms down unless you're at a nudist beach. And second of all, have you heard of something called perineum sunning? Well, you're in for a treat on this bonus episode, as we'll be talking about perineum sunning and why it's not a good idea to be exposing your holes to the sun. First off, we're almost in June, which means we're halfway through the year. Second, I'm going to make a public service announcement. Here we go. Temperatures are rising, which means under boob sweat. Make sure to check on your big titty friends because, folks, we are not okay. Thank you for listening to this public service announcement. Now back to your regular programming. So as I mentioned in the beginning, we're going to be talking about a trend. It's been happening for the last couple of years, and it's called perineum sunning. I hope you're ready for this one, because in all honesty, sometimes, sometimes I just, I just look at humanity and I'm thinking, what the actual fuck? So the article I found, I actually did this for Patreon eons ago, actually two years ago, but um, this article was written uh, by Leah Groth, and it was updated on February the 21st, 2020. So it's from health.com, and it's called, So Perineum Sunning is a Thing Now. Here's Why Doctors Definitely Don't Want You to Try It. From sitting over a pot of boiling water to steam the vagina to sticking jade eggs you know where, wellness, and this is in air quotes, trends evolving the genitals don't seem to want to die. Now there's another one to add to the list, perineum sunning. Yes, you heard that right. In recent months, the new self-care method, aka butthole sunning, has started to gain momentum, mostly thanks to a few social media influencers whose photos and videos have gone viral. Yes, because all you have to do now, apparently, in this day and age, is just show us a picture of your bumhole in the sun, and you go viral. Wow. If only I knew that's what it took to get, like, people to listen to me, then I would just spread them cheeks open and show you my bumhole. And y'all are probably thinking, oh, God, you almost made me lose my lunch, Carissa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> Apparently, an Instagram video by user raw underscore of underscore earth came first in October, showing three completely nude men lying down on their backs, butts to the sky, to soak up some rays. In a mere 30 seconds of sunlight on your butthole, you will receive more energy from this electric node than you would on an entire day being outside with your clothes on, he said in the video. What I find actually interesting in this uh, <laughs> in this article, well, there's a lot of things that it's, I don't even know if it's interesting is the correct word to use. But anyway, here it says related. Actor Josh Brolin reveals crazy sunburn after trying new butt sunning trend. Motherfucker, seriously? Anyway, then came another backside sun worshiper at Metaphysical Megan, who shared a photo of herself perineum sunning later in October. 
Kearney M. Sunning is an ancient tower. That's what makes it credible, right? Is if you actually put in your in your post, it's ancient towers and everyone's going to go crazy over it. But okay. Pyrenean sunning is an ancient Taoist practice that originated in the Far East. That's as much credibility, credibility as you need just by writing that. She wrote in the Instagram post explaining that in the religion, the Pyrenean or Hui Yin is called the gate of life and death and is a gateway where energy enters and exits the body. According to Megan, the benefits of Pyrenean sunning are extensive. She says it strengthens the organs, sustains health and longevity, aids in a healthy libido and balanced sexual energy, and can promote better sleep, among other things. My experience with perineum sunning has been profound, she claims. I have been practicing this for a few months now. I start my day with five minutes of perineum sunning and feel energized for hours. I no longer rely on coffee for energy to start my day because I am getting my energy from the sun. I also am experiencing better sleep and require less sleep due to boost of overall energy. Um, perineum sunning can't be safe, right? So just a super quick clarification. Your perineum is the super thin area of skin and tissue between your vagina, or in men, the penis, and the anus. And no, you definitely shouldn't be exposing it to sunlight, according to those with actual medical degrees. As a dermatologist, I cannot recommend any sun exposure without sun protection. And this is Nazanin Saidi, MD Director, Jefferson Laser Surgery and Cosmetic Dermatology Center, tells Health.com. These areas, just like other areas of the body, do need sun protection, and clothing tends to provide that. David E. Bank, MD founder of Mount Kisco's, the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery, takes it a step further. It's actually dangerous, he explains. The skin is particularly sensitive. Over time, it could result in an increased risk of skin cancer, he adds. Both physicians point out there is no scientific evidence to support this behavior that promotes a sort of well-being, which can be attained through other safer options like relaxing, meditation, and mindfulness, says Dr. Saidi. And if you're truly worried about your vitamin D intake, you may want to consider taking a vitamin, not totally exposing yourself to the sun. The recommended amount of vitamin D is easy to get from a healthy diet or supplements. Anna Carp, DO, a dermatologist at NYU Langone Health, tells Health. Overall, though, definitely keep your bottoms on when you're out in the sun for your sake and honestly, the sake of others. Now, I'm going to say this <laughs> just because it was written in a text 3,500 years ago, uh, you know, 6,000 years ago or whatnot, doesn't mean that it's safe to try now. There are a lot of environmental factors that need to be taken into consideration in this day and age. So please, please, for the sake of your health, don't try every fucking trend that's out there just because one or one million people have tried it. Let's let's use some of our common sense and logic, my loves. Please, don't go mooning the sun. I'm here on a Monday sipping on this coffee. You're going to hear me sip now. Sweet ambrosia of the gods. As I'm sipping on this ambrosia, I'm thinking of a few questionable decisions I've made throughout my life. And then the thought has come, 
Have I ever put one of my sex toys in the freezer? Now you're probably asking yourself, or you're asking me, Hi Carissa, why would you ever, ever put your sex toys in the freezer? Or you might be asking me, Well, I have, is that bad? Whatever questions you might or might not be asking yourself about your sex toys, I want to welcome you to a brand new bonus episode. And a friendly reminder to buckle up. It's about to get bumpy and a bit hot. Women warned not to put their sex toys in the freezer during the heat wave, but sticking them in the fridge is fine. With the UK basking in sweltering temperatures hitting 36 degrees last week, it can make getting frisky a little uncomfortable if you feel as if you're overheating. Let me tell you something. It sounds like Cyprus. This is, this is a Cyprus summer. I mean, I know that continental Europe isn't always used to having these heat waves, but here in Cyprus, we're pretty, uh, not to say that we're pretty used to this heat, but I mean, we, we have sex regardless, whether it's heat, heat wave, whatever temperatures, we have sex. It's called air conditioning. Joanna Reif? Reef? R-I-E-F, I'm not too sure how to pronounce it, so sorry, Joanna, head of sexual empowerment for We Vibe, told Fabulous Digital, heat waves can often be overwhelming, meaning our sex life may take a hit. The idea of sex sounds nice, all right, but also unbearably hot and sweaty, as it should be. However, there are a number of ways to cool you both down as things start to heat up. Not only can the cool sensation of temperature play help keep you from overheating, but a lot of people enjoy spicing things up with this fun addition to their sex lives. But if you're eyeing up a cooling treat on long, hot nights, avoid putting your sex toys in the deep freezer. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I need to grow up. <laughs> Keeping your toys in the freezer should be avoided, as freezing glass toys for too long may cause them to break and condensation might ruin electronic toys, Joanna warned. Instead, if you want to enjoy a cooling sensation, put your sex toys in the fridge, wrapped in something, or in some ice water. This will safely chill your toy, but be careful to read the manual before submerging it and check if there are batteries still inside first. Joanna continued, Placing your sex toys in the fridge can work. The best toys for, the, uh, for this are made from glass or metal as they take on the temperature surrounding them. Joanna continues by saying the quickest and most body-safe way of cooling your sex toys is by submerging them in water. Depending on how cold you prefer your toy, place some ice cubes in the water. And she also shared her tips for couples looking to get frisky in the heat without using a, a toy. I was about to say sex toy again, but okay, a toy. Advising, if you're not in the mood for a sex toy, try putting a towel in the fridge and placing it on the bed. Laying on a cold towel is an easy and effective way to cool down in the summer heat without the need for toys. Kate Moyle, sex and relationship expert at Lilo, also warned you could end up damaging yourself if you put a sex toy in the freezer. She told Fabulous Digital, Always temperature check on your wrist before using a sex toy elsewhere on the body, as a toy can be made too hot or totally frozen, and that could potentially cause damage, pain, or discomfort, particularly as the genitals are more sensitive parts of the body. And for anyone wanting to add some colder elements in the bedroom, Kate advised, temperature can be the perfect way to mix things up and add different elements to sensual play, whether on your own or with a partner. Incorporating ice cubes into kissing or oral sex, oral sex, I don't know why I said it like that, sorry, oral sex, can also add something different. 
Running an ice cube down the spine or over nipples or down the neck can build anticipation. As long as everything is done, and this is what I'm saying, uh, host of Beauty Unlocked podcast, uh, as long as everything is consensual, make sure to always check in. In addition to finding the do not put your sex toys in the freezer, I did find another article um, on wellandgood.com, Frozen Sex Toys, and it was written by Gabrielle Kessel, um, in, again, last year, August 10th, 2020, and it's entitled 10 Freezer-Friendly Sex Toys for Beating the Heat in the Most Pleasurable Way. But I will read just the beginning of this. What do online sex toy sa- sales and temperature have in common? They're both soaring. Arguably, in light of the COVID-19 global health crisis and global warming, respectively. And thanks to the temperature play opportunities that certain pleasure products allow for, though it's possible to beat the heat while also feeding your sexual desire. Behold, the ability to turn regular sex toys into frozen sex toys. Temperature play, as the name suggests, involves incorporating hot elements or cold elements into your sexual routine as a means to heighten sensations, says trans non-binary sex worker and sex educator Corey Moore. Cold, in particular, can put your nerve endings on high alert and, as a result, increase stimulation and pleasure. There are several ways you can incorporate cold temperature play into your sex life, one of which is with frozen sex toys, and stainless steel works particularly well. The nearly indestructible material holds cold really well, says Moore. Intrigued? Read on for the best stainless steel options for cold play, in addition to other can-be-frozen sex toys. Now, please keep in mind what we said before, uh, and especially what Kate Moyle said. Toys that can be made too hot or totally frozen can potentially cause damage, pain, or discomfort, particularly as the genitals are more sensitive parts of the body. So please... Please, whatever you're using, please remember this. <laughs> just just remember this. Safety first, my friends. We don't want to be taking a trip to the emergency room now, do we?